Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book a training session. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball, or you're an athlete wanting to improve your speed and agility, we have something for you over at DNA. Visit dnasportsdenver.com right now to sign up. Yo, what up? What up? Back again, brother. Back Episode again 22. for the 22nd time. A year legal. Yes, sir. Dom's still illegal. Don't be so. putting my business in the streets like that. Ice gonna come knock at the door. My kids run out the back. Let me Got my whole family this part now, bro. <laughs> what up, brother? How's it going? Man, it's going. Uh, excited for the for the episode today, man. Um, you know, as, as always, shout out to everyone for tuning in. Yes, sir. Make sure you go visit that dnasportsdenver.com. Copy some merchandise. Sign up for a training session. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Tell us what you want to hear. Offer up some suggestions. You can always hit that mailbag. DNAsportsnever.com forward slash ask DNA. Stay up to date with the podcast. Make sure you go subscribe all on Spotify, Apple, across the platforms, man. Um, but today, Dom, very special guest with us, brother yes, we've sir. known for a long time, brother I went to school with, played ball with. Um, great dude, great coach, man of you know, many hats and calibers. So uh shout out to our boy Zach Gutierrez. What up, brother? Yo, what's up, man? What's going on? Right on for having me, brothers. Yep, welcome, welcome. Man, hey, Zach, um, you know, when Don was talking about wanting to get you on, especially with what you got going on um, with the Junior Vikings coming up, and we'll dive into that here in a bit, um, I thought it would be cool, man. You know, we, we go back, we played – our high school years overlapped a couple of years, so we got to play play with each other, pause. And uh, <laughs> it, it's great times, but not nah, – but everything that you do, everything that you're into, um, you're a unique guest for us to have on because, you know, you're a business owner, you're a coach, um, you know, you're – uh, master angler out here and then you dabble in uh into being a professional poker player which is just unique in itself and then all out like i said friend of the show and and, and sort what we're doing so thought it'd be good to to get you on and kind of talk with you just a little bit about everything man yeah right on man no doubt no doubt yeah for sure and you know i just want to go back a little bit and say all zach's followers you know you could become our followers our all followers could become his followers. We're here to grow both of our platforms. So if you follow us, follow him. If you follow him, follow us. You know, let's keep it moving. Absolutely. Just a big um, old circle. Yes, sir. But, hey, what's up, brother? Welcome. You know, um, for me, uh, I just want to know a little bit about who you are. You know, um, tell us a little bit about your background, where you grew up, and obviously attended school. We kind of already touched on it a little bit. But Spoiler alert. Who, who's, uh, who's Zach Guterres? Guterres I'm sorry. No worries, bro. So, all right. Uh, yeah, man, I uh, grew up right here in North Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to uh, Beach Court Elementary, went a little bit to, um, was it Horseman, and then CEC for a little, and finished up my high school at uh, North. And, yeah, I went to the school here with Albie there for a minute and played some football, and he's a monster, just so everyone knows, okay? Like, yeah. I seen it firsthand, all right? <laughs> so, you know, Coach, Coach Al, Coach Dom, they're the real deal. Um, make sure you uh, hit them up, get to that next level, and uh, keep growing, keep learning. But uh, but yeah, no, nah, that's uh, that's pretty much where I came from, and you know where I'm at, and where I'm still at, and you know still love and represent. So 
So what you do, man? So you're, you know, we kind of we kind of touched on a little bit. You're a coach, obviously a father, business owner, poker player. So, um, I mean, what do you what do you do now, bro? I mean, obviously you you dab into a lot of things, but tell us a little bit about you know your coaching. Tell us a little bit about your business, man, yeah. and just all that good stuff. Yeah. So absolutely. Um, you know, I'm I'm a father of uh, three. I got a you know beautiful, loyal, amazing wife at the house, rock that holds it down. So. I'm I'm pretty blessed. I'm pretty lucky. You know, my kids are all, all great kids, beautiful as well. Just love them all. Um, <laughs> love them all, of course. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's always like that one where you're just yeah. like, oh, uh, I never like, know. I better love them. You know, yeah. she Where's might be the this pillow shit. at? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, um, you know, I I own Anytime Flood Restoration. We uh, we we do water damage, mold remediation, structural dryouts. We uh, kind of are the emergency catastrophe team if you will when uh whenever you need an emergency team like that because you can't really plan when uh, a flood is going to happen or yeah frozen pipes exactly rain yeah. you know you get storms that come through so definitely not easy work man not, not yeah. clean work but good work hey you know there's uh one thing that we also service sewage backup so you know we go in sometimes in a crawl space where the whole crawl space is guess what full of sewage and you know what that smells like yeah. Shit. Hey, sorote grande. <laughs> yeah, it smells like money. That's yeah. what that smells there like. Yeah, so, I never realized know. that's what money smells like, but now <laughs> hey, that you mentioned it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, that's never the fun work, but, um, you know, we, we got to do what we have to do, and we're there when, when you need us, so. How long? How long have you been? How long you been having your business, man? How long uh, have you been doing this? You know, for? my firm's eight years old now, um, nice. but I've been in the industry for fifteen years. So, got you. Okay. Um, you know, I've been doing this a long time, and you know, I have all the certifications, everything you need to be at the top tier and the best in your game, and here we are. So, A plus um, rated, the BBB, yep, exactly, nothing less. Licensed, bonded, insured, certified, man. That's that's money right there too. That yeah. sounds like money to me. Hey, if yeah. you want to be successful, you have to you have to uh, go a hundred percent and don't stop until. Uh, you, know, you never stop. You just keep keep grinding, and that's it. So um. I think that's it, man. Like, like you know, I think people get caught up with the fact that, like, the work's going to stop at some point. Like, oh, man, if I can hit, you know, a million dollars and I'll be set. And But if you don't, if you stop grinding, you're going to get bored. Absolutely. And idle hands are the devil's yep. playground. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you're always going to need to do something, grind out on something. I, I think it's like something within us that we have to – have to get that like you know get that worked out it's like a muscle we need to work out yep exactly and you know i mean you're gonna be paying bills until you're dead so it's like there's no reason to stop keeping you know keeping from going out there and, and grinding if you don't you know, know that's right bills ain't yeah. never gonna stop exactly stack, stack, that's stack. it bro that's it hey uh you know you know we said it before you're a man of many many talents do a lot you know um for me let i want to talk a little bit of poker you know what I'm saying? Um, when did you start playing poker, and how long have you been technically a pro? Yo, first of all, you're making me blush. All right, so that's <laughs> not that. Second, <laughs> second of all, you know, I and I wouldn't, I wouldn't call myself a pro because it's not all I do. It's not my profession, um, you know. But I competitively play, so nice. Um, you know, I I play with all the bangers out there, and you know, some of the best in the world I played with. Um, yeah. And you know, obviously, it's not what I do 100%, so I can't, you know, fully focus on that. But it's my biggest passion, and I truly love the game of poker. Like, I I study it and all that to try to win, but, like, my true love when I'm playing, so I'm happy, you know, I love it. I yeah. love the competitiveness. I love being able to get in minds and 
play that leveling game, which is just play it, the head game. It gets it. really deep. The thing yeah. is now is especially now and the way the way it is, it's not like old school smoke a cigar and like, you know, get an ace here and there and like you know, it's just it's different now. Now there's these kids out here that have solvers and programs and um it's just it's on a whole different level now and if you don't keep grinding and keep trying to get better and learning and adapting, you're gonna fall behind. And it's just it is what it is now and then um but yeah, I mean it's one of my biggest passions and I I love I love playing. That's beautiful, man. You know, I appreciate you being humble. Yeah. You know, we all love uh a humble person but everything that you just explained right there is the reason why you're a professional right? <laughs> dedication studying you know putting everything that you do into something that you love bro like that defines professionalism at its most you know what i'm saying hit and turn and i know you know practice one minute heading off to a tournament the next you know what i mean that dedication that time all that commitment that you put into it that's what makes you a pro in my eyes and in most people's eyes um but you know poker i've been following it for a long time as well and everybody has that hand right a bad beat or maybe even a win someone caught something on the river is there ever a hand that you could recall where you're like this motherfucker <laughs> yeah so it's kind of funny that you mentioned that it's actually my last tournament that i played um it was up in Bally's. It was a $1,400 buy-in. It was the main event. It was yeah. the Bally's Poker Open. And uh, I fired two bullets. So I was in 2800 And uh, I it was day one, Thursday. So how they work is there's flights. There's uh -huh. day one, day two, day three, day A, B, C. And then out of those flights, the top 10% of those flights make it to Sunday. So I, uh, I went up there Thursday. I fired a bullet. Played pretty good. Got a bad beat. Played it. You know, bought in again, made it to the very end. Um, top 10%, there was 95 players, so we, there was only nine of us that bagged chips. And uh, I made it, and I was like, all right, cool. So we made it to day two. Now we're in the – actually, we weren't in the money yet, so you could still make it to day two and not, um, you know, advance. Yeah. So um, anyways, I make it to day two. I'm probably bottom five in chips. Um, I have a little small stack compared to the rest of the field. And uh, I grinded out. I end up getting down to – I actually was chip leader with 18 left. I, I was just playing great. I was in the zone, getting reads, just loving life at this stage yeah. and moment, you know, and honestly. Um, and we get to four left. Okay, there's four of us left. I'm the chip leader all the way down to five people. Um, five people, I lose the chip lead to this guy to the right of me, who I've been actually getting the best of usually for the night. He's the one that gave me all the chips. But now he's to the right at the final table. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what happens. It folds around, so he's small blind. I'm the big blind. There's other two players left. Mm -hmm. Folds to um, folds, fold, <laughs> fold. My fault. Yeah, uh, good brother. Fold, fold, and it goes to the small blind, who's the chip leader. Mm -hmm. All right, and I'm second in chips right now. So the 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 big blind or the small blind goes all in, mm -hmm. and I'm second in chips. So I really have to have like the best hand to be able to call him because what this is called ICM, which basically at the stage of where I'm at in the money implications, like I could never lose to him because these guys only have a little bit of chips right. left, seat three and seat four. They only got a little bit of chips left. You They're can, about to be you out. Can, you can you can blind them out pretty much. If they lose, then I ladder. You know. Uh, Twelve thousand dollars, right? Because right now the minimum is seventeen thousand, and then it goes to like twenty seven, and then I think thirty eight, and then first place was sixty thousand. Okay, wow. yeah. and so um, he he goes all in, 
I look down at my cards. I have an ace. The second one is an ace. I'm like, okay, I have pocket aces. And I didn't even call right away because I couldn't believe it. Like, I have pocket aces against the chip leader, and I'm second in chips. This tournament's over, baby. I'm about to win it. Yeah. Snap call. This dude goes, ah, fuck, nice hand. And so he pretty much was like, ah, you caught me. You know, nice hand. You, you're going to win. Like, And then he turns over 10 of hearts, 6 of hearts. I'm like, all right. Well, I have the ace of hearts, so we're all right. Ace of hearts, ace of spades. We see a flop. He hits a six, and there's two hearts on the flop. Mm. The turn is another heart, okay? Bullshit. He gets the flush. I still have the ace of hearts, so I still have one more out still to, like, re-suck right, one out. one more heart, and you can... Exactly. And it doesn't come, and I lose, and it was just it was just crushing because I had pocket damn. aces, bro. And you know what's crazy, too, is the wifey came up and surprised me, like, on my final table. I was just chilling, playing. I looked to the left, and she's like, I hear her little whistle whenever we're, like, at Walmart or whatever. We'll do a little... Yeah, and, like I know that's her. She yeah. hit me with that, and I was like, "Huh?" And I looked over, and there she was. And I was like, "Oh, sick! Like, cool. She's gonna see me win this right now, you know." But I have pocket aces, and that's like one of the worst bad beats because of the money implications. This dude goes in with ten six yeah. of hearts, bro, and I have pocket aces, bro. Like, and it was suited, but still, hand. it's ten six. Like, bro, it doesn't even matter. Like, I have yeah. pocket aces yeah. right there, bro. Yeah. And I'm second in chips, like, and yeah. I understand his move. I'm not. I get it. Like, I have to have Try aces to bully or kings. You blind a little bit. Even like queens, like it's like scary because if he has ace king, bro, and I go out second, yeah, these guys jump up, you know, twelve thousand dollars by me losing. So. He, he unfortunately did it when I uh, had the best hand, and then that happened. So that's poker. That's it, bro. That's it. And uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't too sad. I understand. That's how it goes. Just the implications there are big. You know, you're talking about you know thousands of dollars on just it holding. If that doesn't happen, then I'm massive chip leader, and uh, you know, and then we're off to the races. But that's that's how how it's how it goes, and I'm so happy, thankful, blessed. You know, it was a great time. Just. It's cool, it, cool experience. It went. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's how, what it's about. How long you been playing like that? How long you been playing like like Yo, so I've been big playing, money games? Yeah, or, I've been playing know, competitively since 2017. So. Okay, because we kind of grew up like we our adulthood came during the poker boom. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I remember. I, I remember being in my young my early 20s and. That was it, man. Like that. Uh, what was his name? Moneymaker, Chris Moneymaker. Yeah, that's won it. the main event, and that shit was like, movies. yeah. Well, I was like, regular people can get in on this shit and, yeah. and win too. And you know, we. I remember all the all the little bars used to have poker night and shit, and that's when I used to get down. So that's cool, man. I, I mean, I, I respect the passion and definitely something I love to do too. I just don't do it at that level, but um, you know, with poker, it's a lot of risk and it's a lot of a lot of mental battle, man. So do you think just like what what makes you better mentally like what makes you gives you the ability to focus in on on hands and kind of find and like read people yo so honestly at the end of the day bro i feel like i'm a natural like uh as far as being able to read if someone's lying or bullshitting me i'm like yo this guy's lying out of kids hate that like, shit up. like so naturally <laughs> i feel like i have a good read on people and how they are and how they act and just just natural okay yeah so i think that plays into the way i play poker also i feel like um uh just being able to study the game and love it, you know, I don't think you can be good at or great at a certain sport or game or whatever it is if you don't love it. You know, you yeah. truly have to love it and love what you're doing. And if you uh, if you don't, then it's it's just not you're not going to give it your all. You know, you have to it has to be a true passion, and that's what it really is. And if you if you love what you do, bro, you're you're able to grind through the through the grind part of it, right? You're able to work through that and see the kind of yeah, you see the outcome in it, opposed to like just seeing the daunting task in well, front of you. Well, you know, it's not work to me, man. Like when I'm studying and I'm like learning and in all, and you can and 
the wifey and the kids and all that, they know exactly, like, hey, dad always watches, like, Pokemon TV and, like, this and that. And it's, like, annoying to them. But, like, to me, it's, like, exciting and fun. And I'm, like, can't wait to go back and play again. And, um, and you know, if I had more time and I wasn't, you know, just, like, a family of five and, like, a dad and a coach and, like, doing all this, trying to have fun still, like, then it'd be a little different. But it, it is what it is, and I fit it in when I can. And... Um, you know, I feel like there's definitely going to be more volume in the future. And that's the other big thing is I have to put in more volume. And it's hard to when you're, um, you know, all those things that I just mentioned, which yeah. is crazy. For sure, man. And, you know. No, I was just getting ready to say, man, it's still super impressive. You know, a little a little birdie just sent me some info on you, and I ain't going to count your pockets or nothing. But <laughs> you've done pretty good for yourself with this poker thing, man. I ain't mad at it. You know, continue to the great work, you know, and let 2023 be nothing but more success to you, brother. Hey, right on, my bro. Appreciate that. Good looking out, man. Yeah. So, you know, going around, recapping the week a little bit. Yeah. Um, kind of get into it. And we'll get We got more with Zach. We're going to. We're, this this episode is mostly about Zach, but you know, just it would be it would be hard. Don't do that to, to me. I'm already red in the. Oh, face. Well, your head's gonna get bigger than it already <laughs> is, bro. Um, but you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't cover what happened. The biggest story of the of sports really this week, and uh, you know, with the Demar Hamlin situation, you know, scary situation on the football field where man actually went into cardiac arrest on the field. You know, getting CPR. AED pulled out on him and being treated on the field to the point where the game was uh, was halted and uh, wasn't finished and won't be finished now. The NFL announced that they won't be finishing that game and they provided some scenarios. So if uh, certain teams make it to the uh, AFC Championship and whatnot, um, but just first first glance, what did you guys think about that situation, man? Well, you know, first and foremost, bro, I just want to say. Prayers out to DeMar Harmon and his family, a speedy recovery. You know, you never want to see a player injured on the field um, while playing the game in any magnitude, let alone the magnitude in which we just witnessed. You know, so anytime you see something like that, the first thing you have to do is stop, take a moment, and wish nothing but the best for that person. But, you know, we have the same question that Skip asked, man. Like, what's going on with the game? You know, yeah. Harmon had the same Hamlet. question himself when he woke up. You know, he's he's asking who won. Yeah, that's, the I first that thing was he funny, asks man. is who won. You know, because at the end of the day, when you play a, a sport, yeah. when you're a professional yeah. or something, it's a competitive nature, and you are there for a reason. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And there's often times where you're in the locker room and something happens to somebody that's unfortunate, and you always say, well, "Let's do it for him." Well, you know, he the, would want us to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I agree with the NFL and and, and canceling the game on the day because of the severity. I just don't agree with not ever replaying the game and all these crazy scenarios that we got going into the playoffs now. I think it's the NFL's job to uh, to accomplish the objective, and they didn't do that. They just kind of bowed out of it, and and I feel they could have still got it done. It's wild, you know, when Hamlin Hamlin wakes up and 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 asks, you know, who won the game, you know, you it's 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 really humble, uh, you know, being a humble person. Like yep. it's a lot of humility there because you wouldn't think that they're going to stop the game on your behalf. You know what I mean? Like for real. NFL NFL's had people get injured in practice and you know severely, and they just move the 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 drills to the other side of the field. You know, yeah, and they're an entertainment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's it. Like Monday night football, but, biggest game of the night. But you know what? Honestly, that's what really stands out to me. At the end of the day, like they they're not going to the entertainment side. They're really putting life before football, which is mm -hmm. honestly amazing to see because 
it, it, life is bigger than sports and it is bigger than football and yeah. you know he does have a family and his his own life and uh, and you so, don't see that that often you yeah, don't exactly. see you don't see you don't see businesses multi billion dollar businesses put you know life before their their pocket yep. yeah you know i totally agree with that I just feel like there was there was more than enough time to figure something out. You know what I'm saying? Like the game happens. There's no Thursday night football games at this point in the season. Yeah. You can replay the game on Thursday. Yeah. Move their Sunday games to Monday, and then whoever is the winner out of Baltimore and Cincy could have the wild card game on Sunday. That's a normal. You could yeah. That's but a could. normal length for an NFL team. That's not a short week. That's normal. So they both they both play what Saturday and Sunday right this week. So you could have, I guess, you could have played, finished that game on a on a on a Thursday. But at the same time, at Thursday, they, they were still they were still questioned about, you know, is their teammate is their teammate going to die? Like, how's he progressing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's true. It, Cincinnati was still up in air about playing their game against Baltimore. I get you it. know Thursday. So no, nah, nah, you're right, and and the emotional aspect behind it, it's it's traumatic. You know what I mean? But I just. I'm just looking at it from a, a bigger a bigger picture of the sports world right? yeah. where all the fans are looking at it. I'm coming from devil's advocate. And if it's and let's say let's just equate this to fighting, right? If this was a heavyweight fighter in the UFC or in the in, in boxing and they couldn't compete in a championship match, they're gonna strip them of that title. But I think Right? They're gonna say the show must go on at some point. We're gonna strip you of this title. We have to move forward with this. I think it's. I think honestly, though, it's it's a lot more common for people to die, and and it's weird. It's a lot more common for people to die in combat sports, like boxing, than it is for for like this is this is an uncommon situation in the NFL. Yeah. Sometimes uncommon situations kind of require unorthodox and uncommon methods to to attack him. So, you know, I get the NFL respecting. You know, Hamlin's family respecting Hamlin and the Buffalo Bills organization is saying, all right, look, you know what? We're not going to replay this one. Logistically, it's going to be a nightmare. Also, you run into the risk of playing it like a team playing three games in, you know, 15 days or, yeah. you know, so so you run into that risk. Like, is that team going to be fresh for their matchup in the playoffs? Like, I think ultimately the team wants to be best in the playoffs. That's what they're trying to make their run for, especially when you've had as good as a season as Cincinnati and Buffalo has had. Yeah, but you got the the – arguably the number one team coming into the AFC, right? That in my end, they're already having to deal with losing one of their players and going through that traumatic event. But now they're having to realize like, we're the best team in the AFC, but we're not even going to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs now because of the situation, right? Well, if they make it to the championship, it's a neutral site. The same with Kansas City, though. Kansas City and Buffalo make it in the AFC that's championship. A, it's a neutral site. Only if they're against Buffalo. You, you guys are right. If right. Kansas City or make, Cincinnati. If Kansas City makes it to the AFC championship and they play San Diego, right? San Diego gets in or Los Angeles. Then that's going to be in Kansas City still. Yeah, they but still that, have but home it's field advantage. But, you, but they would have had that advantage anyway. On the most important part, though, fellas. What's up? Fantasy football championship. <laughs> with, yeah. Bro, like, yeah. yo, this shit is crazy. Well, right and then now, like bro. the Fanduels and stuff, the people that be putting the thousands <laughs> hey, of them, bro. Like, not this. just that, the people that been grinding all season yeah. to get here, and then you know, it's you got one player left, and you just got Jamar Chase, and you're only down by two points, bro, and then <laughs> this happens, man. Like, that sounds a little close to home. It sounds a little close to home, for real. Hey, you're right, but not only off that. the side of the road on that, you know, for that one, bro. Like, hey, what if Josh Allen was, like, 200 more yards away from a $3 million bonus? True. Yeah. Or what if Josh Allen went out there and tore his ACL in yeah. the second quarter? That's true. What if? 
What if, my, if ifs and nuts was can, it was if ifs my, and buts was candy and nuts, we'd all have a good Christmas. Or if, <laughs> if, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. <laughs> you know, but hey, no, you you're know, right though. I mean, it's it, un, it's unfortunate, but the fan and everybody wants to see the show going. Oh, for sure, and I I, I think you know, it, if it's if it's if it's our coworker, our teammate, our brother that's that's laid up, you know, it hits a little differently. But we're so far removed from the actual situation where you know what I mean. Right. We don't have that same emotional tie. You know, as a fan, you have a tie. You know, I remember when, like, locally, I remember when, like, Darren Williams got killed, um, how, how you know, how it hit the, the fan base so hard. Um, I remember 9-11 with, with, with how that hit, you know what I mean, and how the games were canceled. It was funny, on the radio the other day, they brought up uh, about back in the, in, in the 60s when Pete Rozelle um, let the football games continue two days after Kennedy got killed yeah. and how it was just such a big backlash. And I think one thing that we know about our society today is they're very vocal and very quick to, to call out um, – your decision making, and so NFL, I think, is very sensitive to to that aspect of it too, and not putting any kind of bad PR out there, looking like they're trying to, uh, you know, again focus on their dollar opposed to that life. So I think, you know, they're taking a lot of heat, but I think they're fine taking that heat because I think ultimately it's for the the betterment of their image, betterment of their league, like. This year's going to be weird. You know, there's always an anomaly in a year where something happened where it, it just couldn't be played, you know, or it couldn't be done. So, unique situation, but, you know, I think it's I think it's handled properly. It sucks for the my man Zach over here with his fantasy squad being two points hey, short of a championship. Actually, bro, actually, I'm the champ, man, so I'm not, I'm not tripping. I feel I just feel like my championship isn't full, though. You know, My I, homie at work a, was saying that, too. Next to exactly, it. bro. My like, homie at work was saying that, bro. Did, he was I like, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, you know, so but hey, I'll take it. It is what it is. Honestly, at the end of the day, I'm just glad you know Demar's okay, yeah. and uh, and and that he can you know recover and live a healthy life, whether he plays football or not. But uh, yeah, they're saying he took the feeding tube out, or the, the, not the feeding tube. Excuse me, the the tube that he had in his throat, helping him breathe. breathe. He's breathing on his own, and okay. you know, neurologically seems to be intact. So, and that's the most important thing. As long as he's continuously making progression and the health aspect and you know and Goodell did quote and say you know I recognize that there is no perfect solution so he yeah. knows like he made this decision it may be the wrong decision it may be the right decision but yep. this is the decision that he's comfortable with making for his self you know what I mean so he could sleep well at night and he you know he didn't yeah. put that dollar in front of somebody's health so shout out to him for at least saying that you know I just feel like at the end of the day if if Buffalo doesn't get to where they're supposed to get yeah. to this year is are there going to be fans that say why us because buffalo bro let's talk buffalo's you also, been through some shit bro yeah. how many super bowls have they been yeah. to and lost with great teams you, you know also wonder their so, psyche too though like this where is their year in my opinion you wonder where they are psychologically too you yeah. know that's that's a very traumatic kind of experience to go through you know how many of them are, are going to be dialed in this weekend Yo, they gotta be they gotta be playing triple as hard as they normally do i feel like i feel like it's just that boost kind of like They're the ravens but does us, that against us you know yep. that, what was it who went down was it ray lewis but who was it well, it was his it was his year that he was going to retire and he was oh, nursing yeah. an injury there was just like, a little like little something right there yeah, to kick it in, yeah. a, in, a, in a you know four-wheel drive bro and yep. and honestly like nobody had a chance against him and so except me, for us in that coldest game i've ever been to in my life i don't know if anybody ever, <laughs> It was ridiculous. Yeah. And, the the dream, Raheem, the dream. Jesus. Yeah. Let me ask you a question from a coaching point of view and coach's mindset. What are your thoughts on that situation um, from a coach's point of view? How do these coaches 
Like, how do you? So the Bills have to play, right? They have to go forward. They have a bigger, they have a big goal that they're trying to achieve. And as you mentioned, Dom, they're in prime position to, to achieve this goal. How do you get your team back focused and reminded of the task at hand when you've just been delivered such a real blow of reality and what life can really be? Like, how do you how do you get focused back up for that? Well, you know, I think you just put life into perspective a little bit and say, you know. We have to realize the risk that we're taking every day when we step on this field, but we also have to realize and remember the reasons we're doing it. You know what I mean? And and essentially do it for him. That's great rallying cry. Both teams, you know, not only Buffalo just because he's on the Bills, but Cincinnati can rally behind this too and just say, you know, at the end of the day, it's a brotherhood amongst the players. You know, you may be on a different team. You may be the ops on Sunday, but at the end of the day, there's a brotherhood of players and no player wants to see another player go down. So, well, people forget the, uh, the T Higgins side of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he's the one that laid the hit, you know what I mean? And so there's that side of it too, where it's like, you got to pick up your brother because your brother's down about the situation, regardless of, you know, there's never intent, you know, but something that that serious happens, you're, you've got to feel like shit. You got to feel like, damn, dude, that's that's my fault. Like, yeah. that, that man's that man might die because of me. You yeah. know, that's a hard one to that's a hard pill to swallow. You know, it's a hard it's a hard one to swallow, but you have to move on as a coach, and you have mm-hmm. to uh, you have to let your team know and your your family know, like, hey, this is life. Like, there's no guarantee tomorrow, and yeah. at the end of the day, whether it's a freak accident or you know what I mean? Like uh, you're falling, slipping on ice and hitting your head. Like, unfortunately, like you're just you don't ever know. And um, it's, a, it's a good reminder for for the world. And it's also been great to see everybody kind of pull together and be one for him and understand it and, you know, see some love in the world, which is a bit yeah, missing for his, the last few years that I've that I've seen. Yeah. His you know charity, I mean? his charity that he has is like over eight million dollars now. That that yeah, their goal is like twenty five hundred and you know football Jesus. fans, Bills Mafia, all everybody around around the league and just around the world's been very generous to them and into his his cause and kind of offering that support. I thought it was really cool to see that his mom reached out to T Higgins yeah. and was like, you know, it's yeah. it's love and Absolutely. you it's know, a game. yeah. You know? So I asked you guys this point of view as a coach, but now as fathers. Well, I was just getting ready. I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say like. As the coach, it's pretty much the same role as you would be as a father, right? If I go through a traumatic experience, my family goes through a traumatic experience, I have to be that rock, kind of like he said about your wife, you know. I'm going to have to hold back some of my tears here and there and and kind of make sure that I'm nurturing my kids and, and my wife and, and maybe get my emotions out at a different time and show them that we can be strong through these hard times, you know what I'm saying? And kind of pick them up a little bit and and only show emotion when it's necessary and not all the time look like I'm falling apart type of thing. It's the same scenario, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree 100%. The problem is, though, it scares the shit out of me to be 100%. Or to be honest, bro, like, you know what I mean? Like, it scares me, man, like, Mm -hmm. to show that that can really happen to, you know, someone's son or... Uh, nephew or whatever you know what I mean like even yeah. you know my kids play football and they yeah. love football and um, you know it's just it, it's you know, as a dad it's a whole nother level because I'm like yo I hope that doesn't ever happen to anyone For I see sure. or know or you know ever again but dude the scariest thing I ever seen on a football field was my sophomore year in high school and uh, we were playing West and our quarterback threw an interception and dude like jumped in the air to get the ball like he made a great play on it 
And while he was up in the air, he got stuck by uh, our starting guard and our starting fullback. And uh, they hit him so hard that his muscles contracted around his spine. And so, like, he was down for a minute, bro. They ended up calling off the game. I think it was, like, fourth quarter. We were losing by a touchdown or two. And they ended up calling off the game and, and just squashing it right there. And apparently, homie was, like, paralyzed for four hours. He finally started regaining his, his – uh, mobility and stuff like that but it's just such a scary situation just to see somebody down on the field like that playing again you're playing football you don't yeah. expect you're not you you trying to hit somebody make them feel you but you ain't trying to hurt nobody ultimately you're just trying to yeah. to lead your team and so it's a scary situation to see as a father um you know i can relate what you're talking about about being tough when you have to be tough when uh donovan my older son when he uh he was he got he went through cancer treatment as a, as a kid and i remember that was the first the first thing i thought and relayed with family like you we could be sad but when we're around him we got to kind of be we got to kind of be strong we got to put on that face of of victory and that face of triumph we can't put on that face of defeat and you know it, it's okay to cry and it's okay to be sad but be sad in, in private don't let him see that let's like let's let him see that we're going to be strong so i know as a father that's that's easier said than done sometimes but will this affect in any way the way you allow your kids to participate in football Yo, absolutely not. Um, you know, I always tell my kids and uh, I always tell them to play to not get hurt. Uh, or I'm sorry, to not play to get. Hold on. I think you had it right the first Hold time. On. Play without without the idea of getting hurt. Right? Yeah, like if you play to not get hurt, you're going right. to get hurt. Right, you know playing I mean? scared. So, exactly. You have to play 100%. I don't yep. know kind of where I was going with that. This the Four Roses bourbon's pretty nice. <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> yo, yo, but I feel uh, what you're saying, though. It's, you know what it's, I mean? It's, you can't play scared. you yeah, got to exactly. play the game. You can't play with the thought that you're going to get hurt yep. or, you know, avoiding injury because that's usually when you get hurt. Exactly. And so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. You know, if accidents happen, you can, you know, like any at any time playing basketball, you could, you know, just hit your neck the wrong way. Like, it's, it's just you can't play to, you know, uh, avoid injury. You have to play 100% and things are going to happen and you just kind of got to go and keep it rolling and, I agree. I think I'll I think I'll always allow my kids to do what they want to do, like in terms of like athletics and find what they're passionate yeah. in and find out what they like. Um, I mentioned my son Donovan. He's not a big uh, sport kid. My oldest son AJ. He, that's all he wanted to do was play sports, right? But you know, I Donovan wanted to do other things, and so I I, yeah, I respected that and kind of always geared him towards being passionate about something so that you can care that's about huge. things. Hey, if he needs some poker coaching, holler at me. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna make some bread together. We're gonna make. It. We're gonna take care of dad one way. Or you know other. what I'm saying? <laughs> we're good. Yeah, and that's that's just it, bro. Like find your love, find your passion. Uh, whether it's sports, whether it's poker, whether it's chess, you know, whether it's video games these days, man, you're you're a YouTuber, you're a gamer, guess what, man, you're you're living. I promise you that. You know, it's it's times are changing. You have to yep. keep evolving and keep adjusting sure. and adapting. And if you're not doing that, then you're gonna fall behind. And no matter what you love or what you do. So you know, to to kind of move it along, we talked about Zach being a professional poker player. Kind of mentioned him being a coach. Um, you running the Junior Vikings? Yeah, now? man. Yeah, we, uh, so he's running the Junior Vikings wrestling organization. One hundred percent. That's you know, training these young you know, these young kids. I think wrestling is such an important sport for kids to play. Um, I wish I would have participated more with wrestling, but it's definitely something that teaches you discipline. So just uh, tell us a little bit. I know the one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on is I wanted to help promote. 
uh, the the tournament you guys got coming up. Hey, yeah, it's coming up uh, Sunday, January fifteenth. Come check us out. Um, but before I elaborate on that, we don't play wrestling, man. We wrestle, so, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's, let's get that right. You know when you play wrestling and you play on the mats? <laughs> um, <laughs> Is no. it a wrestling game? <laughs> you know, just, it really depends how you want to go. It's, yeah, play it could be a wrestling Sounds game. A it's the wifey. The... That's the, the, the wrestling game is for the wifeys. Yeah. We wrestle, you know, we wrestle tough for the, for the rest of them. But anyhow, uh, you know, we got, a, we got a tournament coming up here. It's actually um, – it's going to be an amazing tournament. We have some amazing medals. I don't know if anybody has checked them out or Dude, not. Dude, those things are freaking dope. You're the best medals in Colorado. Check them out. Check out our Facebook, uh, uh, Junior Vikings Wrestling or Denver North Vikings Wrestling or one of those. But um, it, our medals are super hard, and, you know, I, I, I – we we spent a little extra because we want to stand out. We don't want to be like the rest of them, and we want to have uh, some competition in our house, and we will be. Um, How many yeah. teams you guys got coming down? It just really depends, man. But uh, we have all of the Western Suburban League plus a lot of peak to peak kids coming over. Um, like I said, when you have you know jewelry like that to win, it brings out a lot of competition. And a lot of kids want it, so it's going to be a packed house. That's freaking dope, man. Wrestling tournaments can be so uh, they could be a, they could be a, a, a test of adrenaline and a test of of you know. Just being focused and being able to get through it, man. That's that's some rough work. Yo, it is, and uh, it's a great time, and you know, it's a uh, it's it's the life we live, bro. It's a whole life. It's a, uh, you know, it's it's not. If you go half ass at this sport, bro, it's gonna be a tough sport for you. So, no, that's what's up, man. And those medals, they're definitely flossing. So if you're a wrestler out there and you want to compete against other wrestlers in the state, you know, some of the best competition in the state, come on down and try to get you one of them medals. You know, they're looking right. Yep. But, hey, man, you've been putting in the work with the boys, and they're making tremendous strides, you know, just being a dad, kind of being able to sit back and watch my son progress. But not only my son, some of the other kids I coach and some of the other – all the boys are just progressing, you know what I mean? And so shouts out to you and all the wrestlers the coaching staff um question for you is as a coach you know i love sports but sports aren't the reason why i coach you know every coach has a why so for me my question to you is what's your why why do you coach what drives you to continue to do what you do yo so honestly at the end of the day man i think coaching wise um i feel as far as wrestling goes i just feel like i'm good for the kids and i'm the best for them at this time you know, I don't know what that will mean in the future. I don't know if I could bring someone in that can do better. And that's my goal is, um, you know, actually, I, I love to coach, but I don't really want to coach, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I want to be a dad. I want to go and cheer my kid on. But at the time in the being, I feel like the best position for me to be right now is holding it down and keeping sure. this together. And um, you know, by all means, I'm not I'm not at all the best coach, but I do have the best coaches and staff around to make this league the best. Or excuse me, to make this team the le- the best. So, um, you know, shout out to uh, to my cousin Cesar Valenzuela, who is uh, holds it down and is just a master technician, um, who is just uh, making these kids animals and yeah. and technicians at this game. And uh, you know, I got I got a shout out to Coach Lance, Coach Danny, Coach Coach Brandon, who is huge. Him and his two two boys who's been a part of this from the beginning and uh also coach pete ozick who's been the uh the jefe of this organization yep to to keep it to where we're at now because without him you know we wouldn't even be here and we wouldn't even be you know we had 60 kids register here and uh that's awesome you know we're we're 
some of them have fell off because this sport isn't for everybody no, you know? no. and it's not for every parent and you'll learn that real quick yeah. um but at the end of the day i mean we're just it's been it, it's been a blessing and we have a lot of help and like a staff of like 10 11 guys and uh, coaches and just to, to be able to have a village to help these kids is amazing and you know that's why we're here and that's why we're doing it you know yeah it's important to have that big that big um you know i know you say you had 60 and not all of them stuck it through and some you know some of them found out it wasn't for them but it's important to have that kind of pool to draw from you know to be able to get the best out of kids and be able to find out where your team is best and you know we had it with track this year over there at north where we had like 75 80 kids come out yep. and i think we finished the season with probably about 50 yeah that's about know? right yeah um but we finished the season with the best 50 or the 50 that had maybe they weren't the best talent wise but they had the devotion they had you know the mindset of getting better and and learning and and being better and i mean that made our team better man we filled it you know it was great to field full boys and girls team and so being able to have that you know that buy-in from multiple people so that you can continue to grow this thing because this year it was 60 next year it might be you know 75 with 50 of them sticking through or you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You you want to grow, but at the end of the day, if you don't want to be there, then I don't. I don't. Yeah. Like, you know, I want the kids that want to be there and want to get better and learn. And I don't care if it's two kids. You know, it's like, hey, if you want to get better and learn, this is where we're gonna go. And you could either jump the ship or you can hop on and and let's get it. Let's get better. Let's grow. Let's be the best. And it's important as a parent too to understand that, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay for this sport not to be for you, absolutely. like your kid. You know yep. what I mean? Like, no doubt. You know, I think parents get caught up with the trying to do this get their kids to do this because this is what they like to do or this is what they wanted to do, right? And you got to be okay with the fact that, you know, wrestling isn't for everybody. Nope. You know? A lot of sports. I mean, being a trophy dad or trophy mom, that's on them. Like, I think finding the kid's passion and just having them to go after it, no matter what it is, is super important. Whether it's wrestling, whether it's football, like I said, even whether it's Nintendo, bro. Like, Mm -hmm. if you go 100% at it, bro, you're going to be special in this life and and you're going to – but it's also it's also as a parent shutting up and letting your kid learn the lessons that are taught in between the lines. Yeah, yeah. take the back seat a little bit. Yeah, because like there's so much that I learned from playing sports and participating in different things that, you know, I think I think sometimes parents don't understand that part of it. Like they think the game or they think the matches, but they don't understand the lessons that you learn, the discipline that you learn, um, the knowing where you can push your body and how far you can take it on the football field or on the wrestling mat. You know, there's there's different things you learn about yourself when you put yourself through the ringer. Like you're talking about the grind earlier and enjoying the grind. There's a reason why you get better at playing poker or you get better at doing your job. It's because you embrace the grind sure. and you want to get better. And I think it's important for kids to learn how to do that at a young age. So when they get to high school, yeah, high school isn't fun. Schoolwork isn't fun. But you respect the grind enough to understand where you want to go that you're willing to fucking put in that extra work and to die no, to yourself no doubt. and do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, then, and I, high school was fun as shit, bro. I had a blast, man. But, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, yeah, I that's, remember. That, <laughs> that's, one, you know, that's one of the things about wrestling here that I try to instill in these kids like, yo, this isn't about – this isn't about going out there and winning, okay? Honestly, yes, winning is important. Yes, I want you to win. Do I want you to lose? Hell no. But it's going to happen. But in this sport, it goes so far beyond just winning or losing. This sport pushes you, and it, it, it you know, it pushes you. It, You know, you want to quit. You want to give up. You're crying. You're fighting through it. And, you know, just 
shout out to, to a little buddy of ours, Jacob here, who ended up uh, last practice, last actually uh, Wednesday night, he hurt his hand and he still wrestled through it. And I, you know, like most kids, when they get hurt, we kind of try to uh, brush it off and just say, hey, let's go out there, let's be tough. And, um, you know, it's usually 99% of the time not a serious injury. We're all, um, his little, you know, though I just talked to the mom today and his hand ended up being broken. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's he's in second grade, and he wrestled through it, bro. And, like, you know, I feel bad now as a coach. Like, oh, man, I probably should have made sure he just sat it out and <laughs> instead of, like, pushing him to get in there, which right. he said, you know what, it hurts, but I'm still going to wrestle, and he did. And I saw him, and he, he, you know, he just really made me super proud to see how tough and his grit, and he didn't give up, even though his hand was – it was broke, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel bad as a coach. Like, hey, oh, sure. you know, but it's – it was amazing to see that, and that's what this sport, and that's what I do it for. I do it to uh, to, see, but to make him better in life. He's got a he's got something to fall back on to when life's going rough later on in life. You know, exactly. ten years down the road, where resilient shit's tough. But then you could think back, man. Remember that time I wrestled through a broken hand, yeah, and I, I kept that. going and kept pushing. Like this is nothing. I can do this. Like you know, and honestly, out of a uh, when I play poker, at the end of the day, if I have to like go back to anything. It's literally me competing in wrestling and what my pops has taught me as a young kid. And it's like, even if I know I'm going to go get my ass whooped, I'm going to go out there and bang with everything I have. Yeah. And that's what I try to tell these kids. Make like, sure they know they found you. Hey, win or lose, go yeah. out there swinging, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we go out there swinging. We leave it all out there on the mat. For sure. You know, and... And, and, and this analogy kind of sucks now. So I guess it's a little um, ironic, but... <laughs> We die on the field, bro. Yeah. Like you know, and I hate to say that right now because it's it's ironic, but yeah. um, you know that's kind of. Well, I think that's the mindset you take with certain sports, man, and that's why what made that you know go, not to go back, but that's what made the Hamlin situation so real. Was mm -hmm. like every day you're like give it all, leave it all, leave it all on the field, and in this situation, dude almost left it on the field for real. Yeah. So I, I I don't think. I don't think that's a horrible phrase, and I think I'll still continue to encourage my kids to leave it on the mm -hmm. field because I think what the Hamlin situation shows you is what we all kind of been coached and kind of been taught is that this game, you play the game, whether it's wrestling, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, basketball, you play it for a finite amount of time. Like any, you're, you're one, and specifically, especially with football, you're one bad injury away from never playing again. Yep. You know what I mean? You're one torn ACL away from, from never being able to compete again. And it's important to leave it all out on the field. It's important to go, go your hardest because that's the respect to the game. That's the respect to competition. That's the respect to your teammates and your, and your, your opponents that you compete against. Yeah, no doubt. Well, not only that, right? You're showing a great lesson in life. Like you kind of touched on a little bit earlier about, being resilient through through tough times through pain you know there's going to be a lot of times in in these young kids lives where they are sick or their back doesn't feel the greatest but they still got to go to work and make that paycheck you know what i mean and yep. pushing through today is going to help them push through tomorrow For you sure. know what i'm saying and they're going to be able to be better adults in life and not necessarily fold up and and give up at the first sign of any yep. kind of discomfort so you know it may not you feel the best house. right now but you're doing more for him later yep. on in the life. No harm, no foul. It's not like he was yep. crazy majorly injured. You know what I mean? He pushed himself in, and you just opened his eyes to show him what he can do even in an uncomfortable situation, yep. and that makes a that builds confidence yeah. in a young man. Got to exactly. build that callus, man. Got to build know, that callus. We're all about. Yeah. Another thing, you know, you guys said this this sport isn't for everybody, but being a football coach, you being a wrestling coach. 
we know there are some kids out there that are built to to wrestle, right? If, if there was anything that you can say to a young athlete on the fence about competing in wrestling, didn't really know if they were capable or if they should, what would you say to them and why does wrestling benefit them in other sports? You know, actually, it's funny that you say that um, because I, I really think that uh, your son, DJ, is yeah. the perfect candidate for this. Um with that being said, I know last year he came out for a little bit. I'm not too sure what exactly mm-hmm. happened. I know he didn't end up finishing the season, which is completely fine. I'm so happy that he came out and tried it. But um, this year, I mean, the um, you know, as a coach, he's just – I feel like this is for him, and I know I've told you this, and I'll tell you it again. Like, don't be surprised if DJ is one of the best wrestlers in the state, and this is his main sport, bro. Like, mm-hmm. growing up through high school and so forth, like – just don't be surprised, okay? We're, yeah, we're going to come back to this episode on 1,075 or whatever Archived. it is. But, you know, we're going to come back and we're going we're gonna to remember this. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a perfect example of a kid that I don't know exactly, like I said, if he wanted to or not or what the, uh, what, the, what the situation was. But him this year is a whole different kid than the kid last year that, um, you know, now he's just a monster. And I can't believe that he um, – I, not that I can't believe. I wish he would have finished last year because this year he'd be even better. And it's like yeah. he's making dramatic, dramatic improvements, and he loves it. You know, yeah. I, I seem that he he like happy and he loves it. It's just a whole different, different. Like, uh, different a year animal. more of understanding your body. A year more of being less timid and understanding again. Yeah, I think it's, it's another I think thing. It's the greatest thing is understanding what you're capable of doing, and when you discover that. Um, it's really, really hard to, to explain the joy I get as a coach when I see uh, a young man or young lady kind of discover that what the, something that they didn't know they can do, and you've been telling them you can do this, and then they see it, and you see that light click. I think that's the best part about coaching, man, is because, you know, everyone blooms differently, and they blossom that's differently it. at different times, and it's just continuing to put that work in and trying to – I think that the biggest challenge as a coach is getting them to continually buy into what you're telling them, like – you're there. You're there. You're there. Just yeah. keep pushing. Keep pushing. You yeah. know, and, and, uh, and no, uh, you know that's uh, that's that's the main thing is 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 a lot. And wrestling's a little different than every other sport because a lot of dads, it, it, it's a tough relationship between the kids and the dads or the mm-hmm. moms or whoever pushes them because it gets really. It, it, it's a tough sport. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it, but relationships can get ruined or they can get you know pretty on the on the on on the edge just because you want your kid to be the best and it. Kids can get worn out in this sport very easily. Well, and if they're getting their ass kicked, hey, it's hard like for them it. to be like. It's hard for them to be like, oh, I'm, dad, I'm trying. Yo, I'm fucking getting don't, killed. Don't, you know? don't tell my dad that because he has a story about how <laughs> I lost like 50 matches in a row my very beginning first couple of years, and then I just started coming back and just nice. you know putting it on them. So it is possible, but at the end of the day, when with these wrestlers, I tell them, you know, wrestle for yourself. Like, don't wrestle for your dad. Don't wrestle mm-hmm. for your coach. Don't wrestle for your mom. Wrestle for yourself. Once you wrestle for yourself, everything else falls in place, and then that's your true growth. Once yeah. you figure out your weight and how to distribute your weight and how to use your muscles, and yo, know, it's it's a whole life experience that you realize on yourself. That again brings me all the way back to my beginnings. Even when I'm out there, you know, heads up in a poker tournament, or you know, in the final table, or just whatever the case may be. It now you're small. competing. Now it, we're you going. know, it, it just it, it comes back naturally, and that's. That's what's up. That, that's where it's at, bro. It really is. You know what? That's dope that you said said that about DJ too, because little does he know he's going to be a lesson for some kids right now. Yep. Because 
last year, right? He was the kid that wasn't in his mind was it wasn't his sport. He wasn't cut out for it. You know, we work him in football practice, but we don't work him like you work him in wrestling right. practice. You know what I'm saying? So, first couple practices, he's like. Shh. The next practice comes, he's like, oh, no, I got this excuse why I don't want to go, yeah. you know, and an excuse, an excuse. Yeah, they all do, though. It's all good. They All they, they, all the way up to their 14 years old, they're going to keep them excuses coming. Yeah, well, it turned into him just not wanting to do it, right? So he fell back, and, and that was really one of the first times I really – I'm not one who says – allows my kids to start something and not finish it. Right. But, you know – that was the one time where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to push you. I don't want to be that dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the transition from last year to this year, and you're right, bro. Like, he's loving it. He's loving every little bit of it. And I seen that click when you guys ran stairs, right? The tournaments, I seen it a little bit, too, when he was able to kind of realize what he can do. But when you guys ran stairs, bro, I was like, this fool's going to be gassed. He's probably going to not want to come to practice tomorrow. <laughs> and at the end of stairs, he was like, that felt good. He's like, he was like, I was sore before practice. He goes, now I feel loose. I feel like I can practice some more. Like, Yo, you're giving me chills right now. That's what it's all about right there, bro. Up. Bro, he was just feeling it. And I was like, this fool likes this. And now he talks about every day about, oh, I'm getting better with my balance. And I can't wait till football season. They don't know what they're going to do with me. Like, he's already planning. <laughs> he's, though, already, like, hey, he's already a dog in football. This year, you better watch out, bro. Yeah. Hey, we're going to hey, – and shout out to Coach Dom here, man, and Coach Al for the second grade. Uh, um, I guess we're gonna be the Westy Wolves this year, huh? Um, mm-hmm. Yo, Let's they, get it. Some of the best best coaches around, bro, and 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 no doubt that's why my son is there, and we're with you, and we're riding like hundred percent, man. We're gonna we're gonna take this over, and we're gonna work hard, and we're gonna be the best. And um, and you know what? Even if we're not the best, that's okay because we're gonna work. That's right. Like we're, we're the best. We're gonna work, man, and we're gonna we're gonna teach these kids. Um, the game, most importantly, teach them how to how to be disciplined, how to work hard, how not to shy away from hard work. Um, I think that's the most important thing we can teach these kids at this age. Um, they're not getting no college scholarships right now based off of what they do, but they can learn some of the intricacies of the game. They can learn how to be a good teammate, how to be a good winner, how to be a good loser, and how to uh, just really develop in the game at a young age so that when they get to some of the stuff that we run and you know that we do we do a lot of high school drills we do a lot of high school stuff with these young kids because we want to prepare them for when they ultimately get to that level and if we start with a team and we work with them all the way through up until they get to that level you best believe we're going to try to have them as prepared as we can for that level whether or not they play high school football you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, we want to make sure that they write for the next coach that gets them. And so I think it, it it's something that's heavy on both of our hearts, and that's why I think we like working with each other is because we do have that passion to kind of teach the game and teach these kids how to be better athletes but also be great teammates and great football players. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're lucky, you know, as a dad and, you know, my son playing for y'all, we're, we're lucky to have y'all as a coach. And um, you'd honestly be a fool not to, not to uh, be a part of your guys' organizations and – um, you know, obviously DNA is a, is a big part of it too. So if that if that opportunity's out there, you better jump on it because it's uh, um, you know it's it's it, uh, f- fuck. Hey, it's there. <laughs> hey, and, and and with that, whatever, with that said, whatever if, the little uh, if the tail any, end is there. Basically, but. what he's saying, if there's any 
buddy who wants to better yourself, visit dnasportsdenver.com. That's right. Get yeah. right, book a session. And if there's any 7th and 8th grade kids out there, or not 7th and 8th grade, we'll take them too, but 7 and 8-year-old kids <laughs> who are looking to play football this next couple season, hit us up on dnasportsdenver.com. We got a spot for you. We're building something special, man. And it's not just football. We're trying to teach life lessons that they can apply to everyday life. You heard Coach Zach say it when he's at the poker table in the main event. He has the chip lead or not. He channels old wrestling moments, right, that he learned from wrestling. And you can channel moments that you learn from football, that you learn from basketball, that you learn from baseball, whatever. It applies to the life, the game of life. So come check us out. You want it, come get it, man. These medals are dope. First place medals came out. WSWL, Denver North Banger, on January 15th. Make sure you come, come, come correct and come strong because – Yo, these chains got me ready to to hit the mats. Hey, and these aren't these aren't these normal medals, man. Check them out. They got the gold chain, the Cuban flag. Yeah, hey, and you know this isn't your normal brawl or invitational. This is the Denver North banger. Let's go. I, hey, Northside wrestling, bangers, baby. baby. Like we're here to we're here to bang. Like if you're not here to bang and win these, then then you're missing out, man. Because this is what it's about. And your reputation and your your name in the game and the stake in the game speaks for itself. This tournament will have the best concession stands as well. So hey. come out there and check it out, man. Bar green chili, menudo, pozole, you ask it, tamales, whatever, bro. We got it. Y todo is yes, there. Yes, January 15th yes, at North, sir. at North, right? At North, man. We'll Let's go, there. man. Hey, uh, want to give a special shout out to Anytime Flood Restoration for all your water damage, cleanup, mold remediation, and structural dry out needs. Call my boy Zach, 720-837-1184 and visit their website at anytimefloodrestoration.com. Yo, my boy Zach and them over there at Anytime Flood Restoration are AAA rated with, or excuse me, A plus rated with the the BBB. They're licensed, they're bonded, they're insured, and they're certified with the or the IICRC. Um, you know, you can go with a lot of different companies doing this, but not all of them are going to be insured, not all of them are going to be licensed and bonded, and not all of them are going to be certified. So make sure you hit up Anytime Flood Restoration. Get your get get your restoration needs. Things happen, life happens. Make sure you hit them up. They're going to take care of you. Dom, I mean. Hey, and I just want to say something to that, brother. You know, not only that, all those great things that they said, but this is a family-owned business by a great family, a great guy. You guys are learning a little bit about him right now today on this episode. But I just want you to know, during tough times, right, nobody wants flooding. Nobody wants any water damage or fire damage yep. or anything like that. In uncomfortable times, you want to go with somebody who's going to, you know, do good work, but also treat you like a human being. And this is a good family ran business and they're going to treat you right. Do the job correctly. Tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear, but also, you know, be sensitive to your time that you're going through. So, yeah, there's no need to support them, you know, corporate big chains, you know, support them, support them, local businesses, support them businesses that keep their money right here in the community and also support them businesses that got people working for them and owning them that care about the community that's out there for putting sure. that work in the community. Again, shout out to Anytime Flood Restoration, man. Hit them up, 720-837-1184 or at anytimefloodrestoration.com. Zach, man, you know, you kind of touched on the business a little bit, man. Um, just again, anything else you want to tell us about, about the company you run, man, and, and your joys in doing it. Um, yeah, bro. Um, yeah, you know, um, 
been doing this for some time now and uh you know i i just feel like you know i'm the best at my craft and i can you know not only um help people out but um do it the right way and do it by the book and make sure it's it's uh it's done correctly um any nightmare scenarios, man? Like, I, I, you know, when you do restoration work, um, I don't know. Do you clean up? Do you clean up like blood and like crime scenes and shit nah, too? Nah, or? So, so we don't do we don't do trauma cleanup. Um, okay. There's some some restorations that do dabble in uh, asbestos abatement and trauma cleanup and things of that nature. Which, I mean, I guess we do like sewage cleanup, which is gross. that could be a messy situation as it, it is. It really too. can be, but you know, trauma is a little different for me. And you know, as far as my mental stage goes, in my um, my happiness in life and my, uh, you know, I guess, it, it, I just don't want to mess with that, right? Like, yeah, it makes sense. You have to do, clean up a blood or like a suicide or like a kid's death or something like that. Like, nah, man. Like, you don't want to take that with you. Yeah, I can't do that, bro. I don't care I what you. I don't care what the money is, man. That's just, you know, that's not something I'm able to do, you know. But but you're also a, serving a good, a great, a great service in sometimes people's sure. worst moments too. Absolutely. Though. So you know, yeah. like you have to be a special person and a step special special people to be able to handle situations like that. You know, it's Thanksgiving and the and the commode is 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 completely put. You know, Yo, what, four inches of water in the basement and you yeah. know, shitty water. Like, hey, we'll stick to the little corns floating. You know what I mean? Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> you hey. know, uh, but you know, at the end of the day, it's the, the thing about this business is. You never know when you need a company like this, yeah. and it's good to know when you. It's good to know when when you do. And yeah. there's a lot of companies out there, a lot of restoration companies, and you know there's a lot of good ones, a lot of bad ones. I have a couple of boys in there that are have their own, and you know a couple. You know, there's a lot of good companies out there. Right. At the end of the day, you you uh, you just never know when when the service is needed, but it's. Um, yeah, it's a big part that it's recession proof at the end of the day too, because it's you know you whether lying. whether it's gonna flood, whether the roof leaks or the pipe breaks or yep. you know the sewage line underneath your house breaks. Or uh, we went out to Houston for the hur hurricane our first time ever as a company traveling over there and trying to service them. Um, at the end, of it, it, what ended up happening it was a loss for the company, but we helped out a lot of people and right. it was a big win. Good PR, it, you know, not not just that, but I mean honestly, like truly. Being a good person, yeah. rewarding and Very knowing rewarding that work. you helped out people in the catastrophe, like paying it forward. You hey, help people bro, where Joel That was a it. big win, man. And <laughs> I'm not too sure if we'll be cross country and get any more. But at the end of the day, that was, uh, you know, it felt good, and you know, that's what that's what's missing. It's well, just I'm passion. Sure, I'm sure business kicked up a couple weeks ago when we got into the really freezing temperatures. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know my brother, my brother in law's a plumber. And you know, so many people have frozen pipes and hey, you know issues, and people go on vacation and they don't think it's gonna get to zero or negative temperatures. And the next thing you know, they're on vacation and their shit's flooded. So, you know, I know that's it's definitely a a much needed service, man. So, sh shout out to you, shout out to what you're doing. Also, man, it's good. You know, we grew up from the north side, man. You know. The, our 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 label when we grew up and it's not the, you know we didn't grow up in the highlands yeah. you know we didn't grow up in low high and our label when we were kids is a lot of kids didn't grow up doing shit in our neighborhood and so to to see you owning your business man doing your thing it's definitely very uh, inspiring and it should be inspiring to young 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 men that uh listen to this program that's that's one thing me and Dom with this show is like we know what our audience is we know we got a lot of young folks that we coach or that we work with that listen to this show. And so we know that at the same time, if we can put out some information to these young people to kind of get them on the right path and get them doing their thing, you know. So I like to highlight people from our neighborhood, people that look like us, people that come from our background. And, and, and when they have their own businesses or they're doing 
positive things in the neighborhood and the community. It's it's great to highlight you guys, man. So I want to shout you out, man. Make sure you keep killing it, keep killing the game with, with what you guys do. And young folks, man, take you know take notes. You know, it's that hard work. It's that embracing the grind. It's that not being afraid to get your hands dirty, both metaphorically and literally. Um, that'll get you paid and that'll get you that bag. Yo, much appreciated. Much love too, man. Like I, that's that that really hit, hits deep because you're exactly right, and you know that's why. I'm coaching at North and, um, you know, keeping in the community and growing and never stopping, never grinding. Like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 years old, and guess what? I'm not even close to being done, man. Like, we're yeah. going to keep going and keep growing, and um, yeah. it, it, it never stops, bro. And so, you know, that's that that's it, bro. And, you know, loving where you're from and representing, and that's it. So right on, bro. Yeah, so basically we don't know what you're facing, if it's water or a shitty situation. Hit up anytime flood restoration <laughs> bars, bars, straight fire. Hashtag rap, straight fire. Hashtag rap like me. Hey man, we already talked about it. Um, do you have a job though, bro? I'm curious. He kind of touched on it. That is like for better or worse, one of your most memorable. Like you walked up and it's just a yeah. day everywhere, or or you know it was a situation where, and you don't have to get too personal because you know we don't want to put people's personal business out there. But, you know, this situation where a family was really in need, like you kind of spoke yeah. to the hurricane situation that you just remember more than others. Yeah. So uh, first one was uh, this address was 774. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. First name was Margaret. Last name was Jones. Uh, hit her up. She still hasn't paid, by the way. No, no. You know, like every situation is different, brother. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go from your... Um, simple little water line refrigerator leak to um, to one of the most memorable that I know has happened, and um, it actually was last year. So, but first of all, yeah, man, I'm barely I'm barely getting my head above water with this freeze. I work till four a.m. on uh, Christmas Eve, oh my and God. Uh, you know, for the most part, that's it though. That's our, that's my life. That's what I choose. And uh, when when the work and the money's there, you just gotta jump. And if you don't, you're gonna miss out. So yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but with that being said, um, last year. We had a, a a family that went out of town, and when they left, they their their kid flushed something down the toilet mm. and flushed it, and it got stuck, clogged. They were leaving as they flushed the toilet, and when they left, they were gone for about I don't know a week or so. They got called by the water department saying, "Hey, your water is like something's not right." So they call the fire department. The fire department comes, closes, uh, shuts off the water. The entire house is demolished from the very top fourth floor. Okay, we're, we're in Cherry Hills, Colorado. Very top fourth floor. I'm sorry, uh, Castle Pines. We're in Castle Pines. Very top fourth floor. The kid shoved something in their in their uh, toilet. It ran for a week. All the ceilings were collapsed. Uh, hardwood floors warped. Oh my uh, god! Kitchen cabinets, uh, computers. Your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite jammies in the drawer wow. were already molding, be molded because of you know. Wow. The, so it, it was a complete gut, but the good news was that they recovered. So, um, yeah. You know, in, insurance. It, it's in, it's funny because insurance expects you to pay every month. And then when it's time to use them, they you be trying to find hey, every You don't know if it's going to go dude. through. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm in the wrong business, bro. That's it right dude, there. No, for real. But, uh, but, you know, and they were lucky. Everything was covered. But, um, you know, there's some priceless things that you can't get back and money won't yeah. money won't won't return. So mm -hmm. when I was a kid, bro, we stood in like a basement apartment and uh, the, the city's 
main backed into our tub, into our toilet, and we literally had about a foot of shitty water oh, yeah. just built up in the whole basement. And my dad had this dope ass record collection. Like you know, my dad loved music. Oh. I remember that's one thing I remember. I think that's where I get my passion for music from is because pops used to listen to everything. There was no style or genre that he didn't listen to and he had all these all this this all this vinyl bro all these different records oh, man. and they were like so many of his records got fucked up they all the all the uh all the covers were gone they were completely trashed some of the vinyl made it through but like it was it was it was so messed up man and i just remember that being as a kid we were supposed to go camping and, and go fishing and that shit kind of happened and it was just like uh you know what do you yeah. do, man? You miss, like you said, there's things that, yeah, you can repair the drywall, you can repair some of this stuff, but some of this stuff is priceless and you can't get back pictures and shit like that, yeah. memories, trinkets, and things nah, like that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you kind of uh, yeah, and that's the big thing, bro. We're going, you know, we're going into people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we're we're, sure. we're in the middle of their lives when they don't expect anybody. Um, so it, you know, to, to be to. First of all, our technicians, our project managers, everybody that that responds, they're you know not only trained, they're background certified, checked, and they're good people. Like we're not sending, you know, people we yeah. just you know don't trust or don't know into people's homes because, like I said, they're entering people's lives and for sure in the worst the worst part of their timing. lives. Yeah. Timing, you know. So it's uh, when we show up, we try not to say how's it going because um, it's usually it's not going good. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it usually rolls off the tongue, and they understand that and. Um, you know, for the most part, it's about, about being courteous and, um, not only getting the job done right, but, um, you know, being compassionate yeah. and, uh, you know, that's, that's, it's a good, strong, strong suit of ours. So yeah. that's that goes up. a long way, yeah. you know, especially during tough times. Absolutely. Once again, anytime flood restoration, 720-837-1184, anytime flood restoration.com. Uh, they're they're A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, licensed, bonded, insured, certified with the IICRC. Um, hit them up, man. Make sure you utilize them. Show some love to our brother Zach, man. And, uh, make sure you guys uh, choose the best when next time you're in a, in a rough situation. Um, so you're, you're a father. You're, you know, multi-athletes, multiple athletes living in your home, man. What's that like? I mean some of us can relate some of us don't some of us are just having kids and so they're just, they ain't know yet but they finna find out man <laughs> yeah. uh what's the grind like on that aspect bro because you know we have our lives and we have what yeah. our do what we do but sometimes i think what our kids do becomes really big in our lives for too sure. mm -hmm. and yep. so what's that like for you man yo man we uh, i don't sleep man you know um it's non-stop bro it's you know once you get to this point in life i feel like it's not about me at all. Um, you know, I feel like the best of me to come, and that's with my kids um, and who they turn out to be and what they do with this world. So, um, again, you know, I'm super blessed. I'm super, you know, lucky to have such a strong family. And like I said, my, my wife, that, that just holds us down, and it wouldn't be possible without her. So um, much love, much love to, to her. Um, Shout out. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, man, we're, we're we like I said, we're we're constantly busy. We have wrestling. We have my daughter has volleyball. Uh, we got football. You know, right now my sons are uh, training with Coach Jones. Shout out to Coach Ron Jones, uh, Slow Feet Don't Eat, who uh, does speed and agility training as well. And, nice. You know, he's he's a he's he's he, he he's a great coach, and I want to put my kids around the best coaches, and not just my kids. Every kids, I I, I you know I I just want to put them in the best position to succeed Hell and sure. um 
you know, it's uh, it, it is what it is. You know, I have to, like I said, I work till till, you know, four a.m. on Christmas Eve, and you know, if a job came in right now and we got a roll, then hey, guess what? We got to wrap this up, you know. But um, it is what it is. I'm living one day at a time. Super blessed and thankful, and uh, you know, just uh, that that's it, bro. You know. I know as a father and Dom, you could probably speak to this, man. There's there isn't very much that I won't do for my kids. You know, there's not too many lengths that I won't go. Sometimes probably too much and sometimes probably too to the extreme too much. But, you know, I think you you kind of hit it on the head, man. There's a certain joy in seeing your seed grow up to do what they love and to be passionate about things and to kind of live life. And you can kind of see them become their own individual little person. And um, I'm on both ends of the spectrum. I've got, you know, grown kid and, you know, high school kid. And I've got two little babies, too, yeah. you know, and it's it's interesting to start over and to see it all over again. Um, but, you know, again, the same feeling is the same. And so when I pick up the little seeds and kind of look in their eyes, it's like, yo, what, what am I going to have to do? And what am I going to have to put up with and endure to make sure that you enjoy life and that you get your best shot at life? So shout out to you, man, for doing what you do with multiple, multiple kids. Hey, same, bro, same. Yeah, man, and that's what's up because there's nothing, there's nothing like when a kid sees that you put just as much into them as you do to yourself if not more you know what i'm saying and that builds their confidence it builds the love you know there's nothing like bonding with your son or your daughter through the sport that you both equally love or even a sport that they love and you're learning to love you know what i mean seeing the passion that they have for it it's just there's nothing like it bro i wouldn't change it for the world i'm actually super blessed to be able to have two kids who who love sports equally as much as I do who get pissed off when it doesn't go their way because they give a shit you know what I mean they're not the kids who lose a game and just walk off the field and and are okay with it you know what I mean like my kids lose a game come home and want to watch the game so that way they can figure out what they did wrong and and I'm super blessed to be able to have that and and you have it you have three great children you know what I mean um your youngest bro he's that little dude, bro, he's a light in any room he steps in. Like, anytime he's with us, it's like our kid, you know what I mean? And anytime we take him somewhere, just people gravitate towards him, bro, because he's a good kid, bro, and you're raising good kids. And shout out to yeah. you, brother, from dad to dad, bro. Hey, I appreciate that 100%, man. And it's good to get that reminder because sometimes I'm like, damn, what did I go wrong, bro? Like, hey. these kids are bad, bro. Like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, they be saying these little bad jokes that are, uh, you know, low-key hilarious. But I'm yeah. like, yo. You can't let them know that shit. Well, you can't be talking like that, my man. But I think that's the greatest testament as a, as, keep as a parent as the father is is when other people um shout out your kids and and other people see how good they are and they're they're a shining example i think that's you know we don't expect it we don't always see it like you said you know we we're around these kids all the time but um it's it's truly an honor when when someone compliments you and like hey man sure. your kids uh i just want to tell you your kids man they're they're really good kids and they you know they're always respectful and they always say what's up and you're like well shit i didn't fucking teach them that that's the main but, thing yo you gotta you gotta be there be respectful and i tell my kids like hey like you know you gotta set an example when you're out there because you're you're representing you know the whole g unit which i call my family you know hey man um, 
I so. love your son, man. I love Tail, man. He's such a good kid. It was a joy coaching him this year in football. Uh, but I know I was new to the program this year. I don't, you know, I don't got a kid. I, I love and respect Dom and what he does. And when he when he told me, hey, man, it'd be an honor and blessing to have you on. Just come come hang out. And I was all about it, man, because, I, you know, I know the passion he comes at this game with and where his heart's at with these kids. And, you know, I felt like the weird one because I was I was the only one on the squad without a kid. But, hey, man, that's even, these kids become endeared to my heart, too, though. That even speaks more volumes of you, and that's what is even more appreciated. When Coach Don told yeah. me that you were joining the squad, I said, what? <laughs> Let's go. Like, I was about to tell Mateo, hey, bro, we need to pack on a couple pounds. I'm about to play you in the <laughs> trenches, my dog. Like, you know what I mean? We're about to get you right, bro. Hey, man, like, that kid, that hey. kid's all over the field, bro. Like, it was cool, like, stepping into the defensive side this year I, I coach offensive line dude that's what i do you know i know the trenches yes, you know sir. and i that's that's my home but I stepping into the defensive side man it was cool and it was a different perspective but then you got kids like tail though that just that kid you would think there's five of them as as far as like he's all over the field you think there's so many of him and it's just one and you know, there's a couple of games where he was the game record on defense, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he just completely shut things down. And it's cool, man. It's cool having good kids like that. DJ, you know, uh, coachable kids, man. I think that's the one thing I appreciated about our squad is, you know, we had our knuckleheads, but they even they were coachable to a point, you know. And it's important as a coach that you, you that you feel that kids are listening to you and that you're getting that 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 you know that buy-in and and you see some things click because nothing can kind of ruin your confidence as a coach is not seeing kids buy into what you're teaching them so for sure um to have your kids be so coachable guys i mean shout out to y'all as fathers that's that's a great characteristic that you're building in these young men because ultimately we don't want kids that know everything we want kids that desire more knowledge so deal bro and you know believe it or not brother that's probably more due to to people like you people like coach mora people like coach jc people like coach trav that have been in my son's life you know what i mean like to be honest my son sometimes and my daughter they're not very coachable when i'm coaching them you know what i mean they don't want to hear what pops has to say but when someone else coaches them up bro they're there they're listening to it like they're in tuned so i try to take the back row a little bit and, and back up and let them be coached by other people but you know, just as much as you're giving us our flowers, I my kids wouldn't be who they are without all the great coaches that they've had throughout their life. So, shout out to all the gentlemen that I just said for my son's sake. Hey, and for you fellas, like Coach Dom just mentioned, and we getting all mushy over here, and maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's this uh, maybe it's this uh, this four roses getting hey, this little extra nice. mushy. Yeah, but lie. yo, it takes it takes a special kind of person to want to give up time. Um, Coach Zach, you know, with everything you got going on with your own business and whatnot, you know, it's, it takes a special kind of person to want to want to coach coach Pete kids in general. You know what I mean? Want to give up time to to teach kids how to be better people. So shout out to all you coaches out there, man, that are giving up the time that are whether you're volunteer or even if you're paid. Shout out to you guys for doing what you do. Um, these kids need you, especially in the world that we live in right now. It's definitely necessary and definitely needed. So continue doing what y'all do, man. Continue being being freaking beacons of hope and, and shining light for these kids. Hey, bro, good luck. And while we're, while we're on that subject, I just want to shout out my coaches again. Go and uh, get them, man. Go and get them. Coach Cesar, Coach Enrique, Coach Pete. Uh, Coach Brandon, Coach Lance, Coach Danny, Coach Richie, Coach Herman, Coach Mitch, Coach Jeremy, Coach Terry, bro. Like, we're coming, and we're coming yeah. in hot, bro. Like, you know, this is it. Like, we're, we're here for the kids, and that's it. We're here to get better. We're here to be a village and raise these kids as a village. And, uh, 
you know, that's it, man. Shout out to shout parents. Out to y'all as parents, well. trust these coaches, man. Trust what they're doing and what they're teaching your kids. Um, trust the process. You know, it doesn't always make sense to us as parents what these kids do and what these ki- coaches are telling your kids to do. But trust the process, man. Make sure you you buy into the program. You support the program. Again, um, before we, you know, we're getting we're getting close to the end on this thing. But Junior Vikings Wrestling Tournament, um, the WSL. Right, WSWL, yep. Denver North Banger on uh, January 15th, Sunday, North High School. Uh, what time does that thing kick yep. off at? Uh, come check us out, man. We start uh, Wrestling will start probably about 9 a.m. We'll have two sessions. Um, yeah, man, we'll be there all day. You know, if you, even if you're hungry, man, like, come, come. We're gonna have the best concession. Dude, that concession stand. I might just go like, for the concession stand, hey, bro. bro like, like, honestly, I mean, you know, like I said, if it, it, this is it, this is it. So, how are you guys on volunteers? Do you need volunteers? Absolutely. Do you need people gonna, to come down and help out? Yo, with, we with need some stuff? security now that you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, was it? Oh, let's go. Hey, I wasn't necessarily soliciting bring my that, services. Bring that seven <laughs> two two eighty this yeah. way, player. Seven two. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> yo! I'll, I'll definitely, I'm definitely gonna be in the building, brother. I don't know if I'm gonna be doing any kind of security work. Uh, Sunday's the Lord's Day, so I'm gonna have to chill. Now. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, tell myself but, what up. But I'll, I'll definitely be there, my dude. Uh, be out there supporting what you guys are doing, man. Super proud of of them kids out there working. Wrestling isn't easy, man. Mm-hmm. If it was easy, it would be called. It'd be called football. No, <laughs> nah, football. Hey, when I was in high school, bro, my my uh, freshman and sophomore year at cross country, because you know North had it. North always had legit cross country team. Shout out to Jeff Young, Coach yeah, Jeff Young. Coach Jeff, yeah. um, but uh, they came out with some shirts. Like, I think my freshman or sophomore year, and you could talk to Pete about this. This shit was funny, but it. They came out with shirts that said if cross country was easy, it'd be called football. And <laughs> oh my God, bro. And I never seen so many hurt individuals, you know, bitching about the shirts. And then, you know, we get out on the field and we start running around. And I'm like, yo, they ain't lying. Them fools can them fools run for fun for no reason. And you guys are bitching about running a couple of hundreds or a couple uh, of forties, man. But nah, shout out. Um, just fun times, man. Just thinking sure. about the old days, brother. Um, Dom, you got mailbag question for us in you want to hit that up? Yeah, man. Uh, so the mailbag question for today's session is, what do you guys think about Dana White? Is it a double standard because he's an owner and not an athlete? And for our viewers out there, if you're not familiar with the incident, Dana White, who is the owner of the UFC, was caught on camera in an incident between him and his wife of 26 years on New Year's Eve. Um the altercation turned physical to where he put his hands on her, caught on camera. Um, for me, it draws draws very vivid memories of Ray Rice, of Kareem Hunt, and, and, and of these guys. And you see these guys that are players getting suspended for a full year or, you know, taking away what they love. But then the owner himself of this organization just, it's like, I know it's wrong, but my bad. Is it a double standard a little bit? I mean, I suppose so. Um, he did come out right away and own it and apologize, but that doesn't make it. That doesn't excuse it. And I know his wife hit him first. Like she hit him, she slapped the shit out of him first, um, and that doesn't excuse it. I think uh, you know it's easy for me to say because I ain't getting slapped in the face. But as you know, as a man, you'd like to think that that's not the response you're supposed to give when you get slapped in the face by your spouse. That's that's your loved one. Uh, makes me wonder what was said. And what the hell was going on to, for her to slap the shit out of him like that? Because she hauled off and got him. Hey, as being in a relationship, we've all had, you know, 
arguments and things that things are said that probably shouldn't have been said and Facts. you know you go back and forth it's just a part of the relationship but I thought it was funny that she said that you know she slapped him first and, and this and that <laughs> I was about to be like I never agree with hitting women and then he said that and I was like whoa well, she, she slapped him so, first so UFC <laughs> UFC fighter Sean O'Malley actually came out and said that she deserved to be slapped back oh, oh my god <laughs> no no yeah so no. he better be careful uh, with the choice of words because they might you know uh, Cancel culture is for real out there, and, and you don't want to play with them. Well, that's what's crazy that, that he hasn't, like, you know, that it hasn't been a bigger response because can, cancel culture right now is crazy yeah, as shit. Sure. And you would think, I mean, I'm sure, but I think I think he's, here's the thing, Dana White's kind of a character that's kind of been fringed on some, on some topics mm-hmm. anyway. So it's kind of already been in that kind of crosshairs of cancel culture. Like, I think Dave Chappelle said it best when he was talking about people canceling him off of Twitter. He's like, Twitter ain't a place. You can't cancel me from there. So what, what the fuck do I care about? Mm-hmm. I think certain people don't care about, you know, public persona or cancel culture, things like that. I'm curious how it's going to roll over because Dana White, is is he this, just the CEO or is he the actual owner? Because I thought the UFC got sold a few years ago. It, so he's I got like a did. weird kind of... I said owner earlier, but I misspoke. I think he just... So what what happens when the pressure gets put on advertisers on to networks to yeah to to respond or to do something about it? I mean I think we've seen with like Donald Sterling with the owner of the Phoenix Suns. I think we've seen some folks aren't too big to get removed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like and so it makes you wonder. You know you got Vince McMahon. You know he got removed although he's trying to come back. I don't know if you've seen that recently, but he's trying to come back. Um, but like at what point like? Is is the the noise so much that all right, Dana? I need you to take a back seat. Now he did the right thing in taking terms of owning it, taking accountability, saying he shouldn't have done it, apologizing. I've never struck a woman, never struck my significant other, and I don't think that I. I like to think that I couldn't, but at the same time, like I, you know, I'm a man that's flawed too. And so I understand that part of it. There's still no excuse for it. It's unacceptable. Um, maybe he should take a step back. Maybe he should sit back a little bit, especially as you mentioned. Um, if one of these fighters are up here beating on their lady, you kind of, it kind of uh, gets highlighted and, and suggested that they should take a step back too, and the UFC would probably would act accordingly. Um, I think Dana White is trained. You know he's a trained mm-hmm. in, in in several disciplines in terms of jujitsu and fighting and things like that too. So um, I think you could argue that side of it too. So I think he should take a step back. Maybe just you know, hey, take your suspension, take your your time on the chin, and and, and do it. You know, maybe uh, go out and do some goodwill. You know, with some with some domestic classes or you know, I don't think there's any been any files uh, any charges filed yet. So no, and I don't know if there will be. Nah, and, and you know what, like. At the end of the day, bro, I don't want anything bad. I just ask the question, right? As media, yeah. we have to ask these uncomfortable yeah. questions sometimes. I don't want anything bad to happen to Dana White. What I would like to see, right? He's already taken accountability. You're rich. Maybe throw some money to the victims of domestic yep. violence or yep. something like that to show that. Again, we've spoke about it before. Put your money where your mouth yep. is and show that. Show that you're really sorry. Simply just a, a, a lapse in character and you're trying to make yep. right by it. And, you know, if you're out there, just so you know, DNA Sports Denver, we do not condone in any kind of domestic violence. And, you know, if you're out there dealing with that kind of situation, we just recommend that, you know, you, you get yourself in a better one or you find out and, and you know, get out of it because – that kind of thing can go bad real quick yep. and we don't like to see that for anybody um unless they just, you, they just uh, unless you get hit first 
<laughs> that's not what I'm I was joking. saying. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> they were just releasing, and since uh, you just were on the on the subject, because domestic violence is a serious a serious topic. They just said that uh, domestic violence. Um, I remember if it's domestic violence deaths or just domestic violence overall is up like forty four percent in Colorado over the last year. Like it, it's crazy. It's it's definitely a um, yeah. I got a cousin that that died as a victim of domestic violence. You know, being murdered by her husband. Um, the shit's Sorry real. That, uh, you know, it, you know. Unfortunately, things happen, and people, people. It, it, you know, it is what it is, and you know. But the shit's real, and we make light of it. You know, we joke yeah, about. You know, we make jokes, but that's because we're assholes. No, yeah. <laughs> that's well, because that's how we deal with things. But no, but it's real. And if you're in one of those situations where you find yourself in a domestic situation, and fellas are victims of domestic violence too, just like women are. You know, that's one of the what's that. one of the common misconceptions. But mm -hmm. fellas can be just as as susceptible to domestic violence as well. Um, you got to understand. Take yourself from the situation. Toxic situations never work out to be anything other than toxic situations. So make sure you're doing what you can to kind of protect yourself from that. And fellas, if you're in a situation where you know your girl swings on you your girl saying those things that, that that cut to the to the core i think bill burr got a great bit on it you know them they're waiting to say them key words that just trigger you you got to be able to take yourself out the situation be smarter um protect yourself yo we we uh one of my big big things in wrestling this year um and it always has been but uh, one thing i'm super emphasizing is um controlling your breathing and mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's a big mental exercise as well as being able to calm yourself down, get your uh, thoughts straight, um, be able to think in a cloudy situation. Yep. And, um, you know, whether that's a frantic situation or there's like a, an emergency or like even um, some crazy like uh, school shooter shit, you know, like yeah. you got to be able to calm down think control right your breathing way. get some good oxygen to exactly your brain. And, yeah. and you know whether you're in overtime and you're dying and you're, yep. you're 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 dead tired you have to be able to control it yep and uh and you know be, be at your best still and That's, so uh breathing is a huge part of that and especially even in, in this situation too where yep. you know you gotta take a couple of deep breaths and just remove yourself from the situation sometimes sometimes humbling yourself too man like yeah. you know what you it's okay to be wrong, so yep. to speak, quote unquote. Yeah, but and you know, it's easier said than done too For at the sure. same time. So ladies, you know, just like we said, domestic violence goes both ways. It doesn't always have to be a, a man putting his hands on a, a female. It could be a female putting their hands on a man. I've seen it through my childhood with relatives of aunts beating up uncles and, and, and things like that. You know what I mean? It happens. Christmas yeah, Eve, it bro. Does, man. Christmas it really Eve. Does. Yeah, it, Mexican it, Christmas Eve, I call that. Yeah, it truly <laughs> happens, you know what I'm saying? And and you gotta realize at the end of the day, ladies, everybody reacts differently. So, you know, don't put your hands on a man and and expect him to just react with it with yeah. a grain of salt and move on. You never know how he's gonna react. Some don't people your, see darkness and that's it. Don't put yourself in bad situations. Be respectful you know? of each other, man. If you guys are in a relationship and you can't be respectful of each other, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. Like For sure. you know, um, I know it's hard sometimes to think you can you can live without a person. But sometimes that's the best thing for you. So if you find yourself in that situation, make sure you take your, yourself out of that situation. Um, Dr. Love. Yeah. That's the other podcast, right? <laughs> From four to seven. Um, yo, we've been going at an hour and a half already. Oh, hey, this shit. is a good one right This here, is crazy, man. right? Bro, I feel like I keep going for days, too. I know, man. man. As long as this bourbon's right here, we're going to keep it rolling. Yes, no, 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 no. Zach, it's been yeah. great having you, brother. I appreciate right you, on, uh, bro. you coming down and doing your thing, yes, sir. man. Anything we can do for you as a coach or for the business, um, please let us know, man. 
Again, shout out to Anytime Flood Restoration for all your water damage, cleanup, mold remediation, and structural dryout needs. Call 720-837-1184. Visit the website anytimefloodrestoration.com. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, licensed, bonded, insured, and certified with the IICRC. Um, thank you, Zach, for coming through, thank man. Thank you. Right on, um, fellas. Listen, Dom, last week we forgot to give a little a little shout out, man. And uh, I wanted to make sure we did this because this person was a big uh, influence on my life growing up. Yes. Um, R.I.P. to Gangsta Boo, who mm. uh, passed away on New Year's. Rest in um, peace. I grew up bumping 3-6, you know, open for different segments of 3-6 yes, over, over the years. I've opened up for the Gangsta Boo in a few of them. And then I opened up for DJ Paul in a few of them. It's kind of weird when they went through their thing in the, in the mid-2000s. But uh, R.I.P. Gangsta Boo, man, like life comes at us quick. And, you know, it just sucks seeing our, our idols and, and, and whatnot pass away. Um, shout out to DeMar Hamlin. Uh, glad to hear that he's doing better. And, uh, you know. We, we go through things in life and what doesn't kill us make us stronger so it's exciting to see the people's response to it what's yeah, going for, on for sure rest in peace gangsta boo um you know and again prayers out speedy recovery um but we also want to give a special shout out to arsenal custom apparel rebel promotions black sevens janice's catering lash all beauty denver north junior wrestling dna sports denver.com and cutthroat anglers and barbers, you know. Make sure you check out all the people that we keep close to us, man. They're good people, good businesses, and, you know, we are we only grow by the love that we share, and we need to share continuous love. Hey, Zach, any special shout-outs you want to Yo, give? Yo, yeah, I absolutely want to special out uh, or shout-out my, uh, my amazing wife, Rachel, my amazing daughter, Isabella, uh, my absolutely beast sons, Isaac, Ice, and uh, my son, Mateo. Um, also, um, I, I think as you guys know, I'm going to be also opening up in a podcast here pretty soon coming Let's up. Go. Um, it's going to be called the play harder part podcast. Um, again, play harder podcast and, uh, yo, I'm going to be sending them your way, bro. And I love everything you guys are doing over here. Yo, you guys are doing big things and great things and inspiring people and, um, you know, keep it up, bro. Much love. And, uh, yo. We're still young in this life. Hell so, yeah. We're still young in this life. Hell so yeah. we're going to keep growing, keep getting better. And, uh, yo, to be the best, you have to beat the best, baby. That's so, right. Uh, <laughs> let's ride, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my man, Zach. Shout out to my partner, Dom, man. We thank you guys for tuning in once again. DNA Sports Denver.com. Check us out. We out. Peace.